When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pineapple Pizza Podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Lindsay, I don't know if you're doing the interview or not, but I feel like I might have written the script like you were doing the interview. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so then maybe I should pull that up, or maybe I'm so making we're not just that up. staring at each other this whole time. I want to stare. I mean, at we you could forever. Oh no, I wrote it like Emily was doing it. So you're oh, gonna well. do it. You're gonna do it, but you're gonna say your name is Emily. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm here for it. And then you'll welcome yourself. <laughs> I'll be like, just kidding. I have a split personality. <laughs> They're on to me. Shh, it's going to be fine. <laughs> this is the real story behind Pineapple Pizza Podcast. All along, <laughs> Lindsay's been two people. No, no, all along, Lindsay's been all three of us. I'm not here either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our craziness, Brad. <laughs> Sorry. This is just me been practicing ventriloquism this whole time. All my different voices. I feel bad for Brad, but I feel bad for Hunter, too. I'm sorry, Hunter. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we are so weird. Like, Brad kind of knows because he knows Lindsay, and she's maybe the weirdest one of us. No, it's this me. This is true. It's, is no, true. It's, it's me. It's me. <laughs> Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a visiting chef who will be serving up one of their favorites. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, and with me are the wonderful Emily and Ashley. I don't actually exist. I'm Lindsay, too. (laughs) Are we are we really gonna run with that? <laughs> Why not? It's fun. Okay, then I guess I also don't exist, and I am Lindsay. <laughs> this whole time, I've been tricking you because I have split personality disorder. <laughs> Somebody out there is like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew they weren't real. All right. On that on that interesting note, uh, please join <laughs> us in welcoming Brad from the Doomsday Podcast. Hi, everybody. I am in an internet illusion too. Yes. <laughs> and 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 actually, today for the first time ever making his recording debut, my son Hunter will be joining us. Huge fan. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Hunter. <laughs> we are very excited to have Brad and Hunter here, and we are probably gonna try not to scar Hunter for life. I think that's the agreement we made. <laughs> Fingers crossed. They'll take the swearing down to 58%. <laughs> yes. We'll try. We make no promises. Nope. That's why there's a disclaimer. <laughs> I love how you're the one saying that when we all know I'll be the problem. Just, I can do it. I have some self-control. Yeah, Ashley, Ashley is uh, 85% maybe, with a stretch goal of 84%. <laughs> yes. That's, that is spot on, yes. <laughs> all right. Let's dive into it. So tell us a little bit about your show. Uh, Like, when did you start Doomsday and what inspired you to create the podcast? Uh, Okay, let me think. The show actually started in 2016. Okay. I I had it all figured out. It actually, okay. The show actually started as a calendar. So I had this, I had this notion that there must be a disaster for every day of the year. And so I started like, yeah, hell yeah. There's not a day on the calendar year where you're not going to find some awful thing that happened to someone. And I thought, yeah, that's going to make a great desk calendar. Ooh, I'm really gonna no. <laughs> so I lost, I, I lost out on that. And then I had the thought, oh, 
I'm going to make a podcast about this and I'm going to call it Doomsday. And every single day I'm going to put out a disaster and that people are going to know like, oh my God, on my birthday, this happened. And then I did absolutely nothing for the next four years. <laughs> when, when the world went to crap, I thought, well, it's now or never. So let's give it a shot. And I realized day one, okay, this idea of doing this every single day, that's not going to fly. So now it's a bi-monthly podcast that uh, I put out from home here at the home studio. And I love it a so much. Yes. That is also one of my favorite things ever, Funeral Kazoo. Like, I want, I want to request that at my <laughs> funeral now to just do something on the kazoo. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit fun. It's a little bit sad. It's basically the theme of the show. Could call the show Funeral Kazoo. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> That's our second <laughs> podcast venture. Funeral Kazoo. Just the, the world's weirdest funerals. You're actually, welcome. the next podcast is actually, uh, I already know what the next podcast is. I just can't bring myself to do it. It's called Sleep Manuals. All it is, is I take <laughs> manuals from different appliances throughout history, and I read them word for word, page by page, cover to cover. And that's it. And all it does is help people to sleep. But I already tried recording the first episode, and it was so boring. I couldn't get through it. So <laughs> it's a part of the year, too. Well, then you know it'll work. I know, but now I've got to actually do the thing. I need a, I need an AI that sounds like me that I can just feed this into. There you go. Someone get, someone get on that. Someone get on that. <laughs> um, if one of us is going to get on it, it's Emily, because she's the person that does science. So, Emily, get on that. <laughs> Not that kind of science. I don't care. <laughs> Use your nature science. <laughs> Build it with trees. <laughs> Have the acorns make it. Yes, I would watch that too. Oh my god. Now I'm picturing like a, an old school computer made of like acorns and stuff. And there's like a squirrel and like a little like hamster wheel that makes it go. I think you're describing an abacus. <laughs> well, here's what I can do. I can have a discussion with the trees and we'll see what comes of it. There you I go. make no promises. It's just wind noises. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna be here my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, second question. So, I mean, it probably seems pretty obvious given the title of your podcast. But what type? What kind of topics do you cover? Well, okay. So here's a hint. If anyone's thinking of copying the formula, if you make a podcast and you call it anything, doesn't matter. Call it the. Try to find out if there's already 4,000 other podcasts by your same name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And you guys, you're guilty of that too. There's at least a couple other pineapple pizzas floating around. I know. Around. You understand my pain. But yep. um, it honestly started, I realized years and years and years ago that disasters really chilled me out. Like the thought of uh, a plague or an asteroid or whatever, it just really gave me the sense that you know everything's going to be okay you know like there are things that are bigger than us i have a small role in the universe i don't have to feel this anxiety because you know everything just day by day and so i never really kind of let that go so what i wanted to do was make a podcast where i just explain disasters and then i realized well that's kind of crappy so i ended up making a podcast intended to help people so mm -hmm. I wanted them to learn more about science. I wanted them to learn more about history. I wanted them to become a little more engaged, but I also wanted to give them advice that could potentially help save themselves or help rescue someone else. And then, uh, and then the idea from that basically spilled out into, Hey, um, give me all your money. Cause it's a podcast. And you know, every podcaster, <laughs> we're just, I sleep on piles of money. Naturally, uh -huh. naturally. Uh, and, and I thought it would be nicer if people actually forwarded that to uh, Global Medic, which is a, a rescue agency here in Canada. I love that you do that. What started as I just wanted to make to make people throw up turned into more of an altruistic, <laughs> I'd love you to throw up, but you can spare the money. You can help other people. I'll tell you a horrific story, and then you can give up $5 so that you can make somebody else's horrible story, you know, just a, a little bit easier, quicker, better. More tolerable. Less, vo less vomity. Maybe, hopefully. Not either way. I haven't, hey, I haven't thrown up listening yet, so. I haven't either. <laughs> you might need to step it up a couple more notches. I usually am just cackling the whole time. 
That's because um, you're evil. I know. <laughs> I'm doing a disaster in the new year about uh, a decompression disaster. Ooh, that's Ooh. gonna make me barf. <laughs> I think I would have to put that up there with the uh, the nuclear reactor. That's the closest I got to barfing was the nuclear right? reactor episode. Yeah. The groin. Oh God! Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> so that guy, that so here's the nice thing: we're actually going on our first vacation since all this started, and we're nice. going to Washington, and we're going to actually go visit the graveyard. Like I've already been to Arlington before, but we're actually going to go find the spot where that guy who was folded up like a flag and buried under all that concrete is, because <laughs> he's right by, if I understand correctly, he's by the main parking lot, right by the visitor center. So it's like, hooray, easy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right there <laughs> well that's good you don't want to hang around some guy pay your respects <laughs> yeah exactly that's awesome so what was i can't remember what was your advice for uh, to keep people safe in that situation was it basically don't hang around an unstable nuclear reactor <laughs> more or less yeah and you know that's the thing right? i'll tell you how to pull your intestines in or how to like sew your skin <laughs> up or whatever but there's sometimes where it's just so the best way to not get killed by a tornado don't go near tornadoes. You know? <laughs> Solid advice. It's it's like TLC once said, like don't go chasing waterfalls. I mean, yeah, don't don't hang out with your groin, you know. We're <laughs> nuclear reactor, you know, hoping for the best. Well, there goes my Saturday night. <laughs> ruined all of Lindsay's plans. <laughs> Well, you know what? You've ruined my plans enough times. It's your turn. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. So when do new episodes drop of your show? Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Why is that a hard question? <laughs> Technically, they come out every two weeks. Uh, within reason. I do my best. They're always within two weeks, but you could never say, oh, it's Monday or, oh, it's the first. Mm -hmm. You can try, but, you know, that's just, no. I do what I can. I do what I can. I wear an awful lot of hats. I do this as kind of a labor of love in, mm -hmm. in the background on top of my other seven jobs. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I really do do what I can. And in yeah. fact, um, I posted a thing to social media earlier, and I know this is going to happen at some point during our recording. That is perfect. Can you hear that? Oh, I was just, just going to ask you, how's the dog sitting going? He's disastrous. So the, minute, <laughs> so the minute he got here, we had him fixed and it did nothing to him. Uh, eight month old and he's a, he's an, oh, he's awful. He's an idiot. I love him. I really, truly do love him, but he's a, he's a mess. And the beautiful thing about having him bark all over the show is he is half Labradoodle, half Chupacabra. <laughs> Which we looked up, it actually means goat sucker. It does. Yes, yes. it does. So uh, that reminds me, I found this. Uh, I, I think I told you about this already. It was this post I saw, and it was uh, this person, and they had, it was these capybaras, and they were like, oh, look at these cute chupacabras. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the thing. I was fully expecting to just barf out the word capybara because it just rolls off the tongue so much easier. But uh, yeah, they're way cute. Two totally different creatures. Can't confirm. Oh, capybaras so. are like the <laughs> sweetest little, or they're not really little, they're giant no, they're gerbils perfect. pretty much. <laughs> I love them so much. They're one of your favorite animals. They're one they? of my favorite animals, yeah. I would die for one. Um. <laughs> um, okay, but would you... In the sense that you would take a bullet for it, or, or in the sense that you would murder a zoo guard to steal one. That one. The second one. The second anyway. one. I might be able to run like half a block before my asthma kicks in and I just pass out, but it'd be worth it. It's I wouldn't right. get very far. It's all right. I will pick up the capybara and run with it. <laughs> Thank you. After I bail you out, I'm giving it back. I don't know how to take care of it. <laughs> That's fair. They're pretty low-key. You feed them carrots and they're fine. I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I fed one carrots and they loved it. They're seriously like giant guinea pigs. The world's largest guinea pigs. Anyway, what's one episode of yours 
that you would recommend patrons of our pizzeria check out first or what's your favorite episode? Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, you know, the practical advice is just to start from the beginning and make your way forward or, or if you're a little contrary and start from the back and make your way back for, go, go, start go at the backwards. end. Go backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite episode. What I've, what I've learned about recording. <laughs> see, this is another thing about doing this as an exercise too. It was a way for me to find my voice. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned right away is eh, it's really, really difficult to do this. And, you know, it's a 40 minute show. It takes like two hours to record. Yep. I have to stop every second. Somebody's screaming or running or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can relate. Um, so every experience. <laughs> and then the editing yep. is endless. I was thinking about taking screen captures of the audio files to show how complex they are by the oh, time. Oh, man. And yeah. just post them to Patreon and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. It's so much work to do this show. I, I, I have a real jealousy for people who just turn on the mic and just go for it. Um, oh, I listened to a show once. I remember the host got up to get an Amazon delivery in the middle of the show, didn't pause it, just walked away. And I thought, holy cow, that guy doesn't care about anything. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had gone that route, but I really, really didn't. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't have a favorite episode. They're all my children. I don't know. I know. That's like the hardest question. Like when someone asked me that question, I'm like, I don't know what to say. I can tell you my favorite episode of your show. And it's the one, the the Indian festival. I knew you uh, were going to say that. that. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse. Yep. yep. Just because I remember being outside and doing yard work when I was listening to it. And the part with the coconut water and the electricity. Uh... I started laughing so hard, like maniacally, and I had headphones on. And it was a summer day, so there's like tons of people walking up along my street as I'm outside, just like cackling like an insane person to myself. And I realized I should probably stop listening to stuff that makes me laugh that hard while I'm outside. Um, no. In public. Um, oh, maybe I had another disclaimer. Don't eat. Don't be outside. <laughs> I say go for it because if they're uncomfortable, it's that much better. It's like delicious. Other it people's is. discomfort <laughs> is tasty. Now, my favorite is probably the molasses one, but it's definitely hard to oh, choose. I do yeah. love that one, though. The molasses one's pretty good, too. I would love to drown in some molasses. Like, if I had to pick a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the, the Boston molasses? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The molasses. And- just like yep. the whole part, <laughs> I just have to say, anyone who could be like, let's make this really important tank that's going to hold a ton of stuff, but let's do the worst job possible building it. Love it. <laughs> let's cut all the corners. It'll be great. Like, we're supposed to test it. We filled it a little. It seems all right. So it's good. <laughs> I think you're going to like our next episode then. It's on the same theme and it involves a rocket. Oh, oh my god! I'm here I'm for so it. I'm so excited about I'm this. I'm here for it. <laughs> Partially, I just really, I think you have such a soothing, lovely voice to listen to. And it pulls you into your episodes and your topics. And you, you're sitting there, oh, you know, it's a beautiful, sunny day in Australia. And all these happy people are on a train. And then, oh my god, there's chaos <laughs> and death and body parts flying everywhere. It is so good. It's so well done because you just pull your listeners in. <laughs> you get them so relaxed and into the story, and then you hit them in the face <laughs> with all the chaos and the gore, and I love it. And I try to do it in a calm way. Yeah, you do. always in a calm way. You imagine listening to the show if it. <laughs> can you imagine if I was all squeaky? There's like, and then his groin was hanging from the ceiling. Do it. That's not be so bad. <laughs> Or if, like, you got progressively more horrified as you were reading the story. <laughs> well, okay, so that's a big that's a big part of it. I get more horrifying. So these things start out, you know, hi, and welcome to the show. And then, you know, hour two of yelling at a dog, it's like, and then, <laughs> but the children were staying alive, and thank you for listening. <laughs> you can hear it, listen to any episode, and by the time I'm done, I'm just crawling over a finish line. Yep, I feel you. 
Okay, this next question is tough. What is your favorite pizza topping and why is it pineapple? I mean, it doesn't have to be, but... <laughs> but, but you know it is. But you know it is. <laughs> See, okay, so what I'm prepared to do here is my favorite pizza topping when pineapple is not available is uh, jalapenos. Okay. But now I'm wondering, jalapeno and pineapple together. That's a pretty common choice. It is. is. Yep, the sweet and the spicy. Where? I don't know. Lots of people do that. Who is saying Maybe it? it's an American thing. Was Maybe. it was it Nick who said that he does that? He'll get like yeah, uh, it was the traditional Nick. Hawaiian pizza with jalapenos. Yeah, Nick from the Tennis Podcast said yeah. that's his go-to. And I was like, that's really weird. But apparently Emily thinks it's totally normal. <laughs> I've heard lots of people say that. Yep. All right, well, now I have to prove myself. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so outside of bizarre disasters from history, do you have any other research interests? I don't remember. I've been doing this so long, I don't remember. Actually, <laughs> all right. Um, what I do, yeah, actually, if I had known early on, you know, they say your youth is wasted on you when you're still a youth. Yep. Uh, if I had known how much I enjoyed research, I'd probably be doing it professionally and getting paid for it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm buying a car, I don't want to know a thing about it. I just want to get ripped off immediately. Uh, but if I'm going somewhere, I immediately want to learn everything there is to know about the place. Yep. Um, that's why the show is so fun too, because it's not just it's not just uh, what terrible thing happened, and it's not just well, how do you sew up a bladder? It's how lovely is Ukraine in the spring? Holy crap! You know, and you you follow down these rabbit holes, mm-hmm. and that's why the show tangents so damn much. Um, I'm going to talk about army camels in the next episode for no yes. reason whatsoever. Yes, yes. Lindsay loves army camels. <laughs> uh, I wish I had been in the camel corps. That would have been awesome. Great. And Spitty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Spitty would be the name of my camel. <laughs> or Hork. 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 <laughs> so you obviously have a pretty strong stomach when it comes to gory details. No. Really? <laughs> that's what it, how it comes across. Um, what was the thing? My wife did something the other day that had me. I was dry heaving. Oh, we were watching a video about uh, an expert diagnosing injuries based off movie scenes to say, like, oh, if you got punched this way, your septum would be in your brain. <laughs> oh my god! Literally had to. I don't know if I was ill, but I had to stop and leave and go to bed. At like nine thirty at night, it was, it was over. I was like, "Oh, oh God!" <laughs> so I don't like when it's done to me, and I don't know how much of a listener I would be of my show if I wasn't into this. But uh, yeah, no, I can dish it out, but I cannot take it. That's so, pretty funny. Because <laughs> I was just going to ask you, have there been any stories you've covered on your show that have actually like really gotten to you as far as like the details are concerned, like the goriness? Uh, no, there's shows that, well, yes. Okay, so I did, um, probably there's a chupacabra. The <laughs> hardest episode I did was the, uh, the Skaniliv air show disaster in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Um, because there were so many victims and so many families and so many children. And there is a video, and you'll never hear me in a thing saying, hey, go find these pictures, or hey, go check out this video. Yep. The video was of someone who was there on the day and after the plane crash, everybody's running away and he's running towards the scene with his camera, but he's capturing people who've been eviscerated, children's hands, like just awful, awful, awful. So, and in that episode, I said that I had written a script about uh, an Air Africa crash. And in the Air Africa crash, this plane overshot the runway, went through a packed marketplace with the propeller spinning the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I said that it was so stomach emptying that uh, I just wasn't going to do it. So really, it's more, it's, if you can feel a little shot in Freuda, maybe, great. Mm-hmm. No, that's selfish. But if it's about children, you know, yeah. if it's about it's really, really heartbreaking. I have a really hard time uh, getting through it. So I just never do those episodes. That's fair. There is a very loud tapping coming from somewhere. It's the dog. <laughs> is it the dog? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the two. Yeah, so the problem that we have is that we already have dogs and now we have 
this extra chupacabra, and the chupacabra has had his mouth latched around the other one's face uh, since he got here, and they've turned it into this weird game. So, yeah, and it's endless. It's night and day. So. Oh no! It's like the Rat King. performance <laughs> It is like performance art. It's weird. I've actually made some recordings of the two because the ones and the other ones. <laughs> what made you decide to adopt a chupacabra? He's watching it for a friend. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did say that. Yeah. Steve, I hope you're feeling better. Aww. Not better enough. He already uh, he had a, a massive heart surgery. Oh. And so they basically removed his chest. And now it has to heal itself, and mm-hmm. um, that's taking a while. And this dog every day will jump on your chest up and down just to test your ribs on a normal person. So we're either adopting this dog full time, or he needs to get some kind of chest armor. So I already talked to him about that. He's going to go the chest armor route. There you go. <laughs> well, good news is that if he ever did need to do that, the dog already knows how to do uh, CPR in a sense, like the, knows how to do the the staying alive. BG's thing. Oh my god, I need to make a video right now. Between the <laughs> jumping on the chest and the eating a face, yep. How am I supposed to get through the episode now when all I can think about is Dwight Troot wearing a mannequin face? Oh my because, gosh, like, yes. I need to behave. <laughs> this quickly spiraled. It usually does. Doesn't it does. It always? <laughs> it always does. This is my favorite question of all time. And I'm so glad that Ashley came up with it. So let's say we're making a summoning circle. What three items should be placed inside of it to summon you? Me? Yes. (laughs) So you say summoning circle and I'm automatically like blood, but now I'm like, okay, summoning circle, Uh, cell phone, plane tickets, Airbnb reservation. You don't, you don't need my blood. I will just hop in a car and we'll just make our way. There you go. Awesome. Do you like blood loss and decapitations and debris poking through your skin? If you like your gods angry, your buildings collapsible, and your insects organized into living quilts, Doomsday is the podcast for you. Subscribe to rediscover some of the most traumatic, bizarre, and awe-inspiring but largely unheard of disasters from throughout human history and around the world. This first season, you'll hear about the worst groin injury in the recorded history of medical science. People compressed to the height of a business card, preheated to the temperature of the sun, electrocuted by coconuts, and phrases like, the plague of horror had been cleared away by the cleansing mercy of the volcano. This is not the podcast you play around your kids, or while eating or even in mixed company, but as long as you find yourself a little more historically engaged and learn something that could potentially save your life, our work is done. All this and more on Doomsday, history's most dangerous podcast, a funeral kazoo production on the Anchor FM network. Find it wherever podcasts are found. Okay, so we've got all the the hard questions out of the way. What is the special you selected to feature today and why did you choose it? so glad you asked um <laughs> when, when you did ask i wasn't that happy i was like uh, oh, i gotta make up something local but my son here is such a fan and he loves cryptids and always has so we i don't know when this started but we we went to the what was it called the the oh the museum of cryptology and zoology in uh, portland maine yeah. so jealous and they had a big feed and uh what little feet fish people like everything you can imagine it's all there on site and he loved it and uh ever since then he's been creating them by himself and studying them and, and creepy pastas mm-hmm. and so when i said uh hey hunter uh i have an opportunity to do this thing help up help he was like not dear and i said those aren't words <laughs> <laughs> in this house whenever somebody says something that doesn't make sense they have to stick up their hand and uh, put out their tongue because that's like the really the quickest stroke test you can do. <laughs> it's a knot deer. Is this the part where we explain what a knot deer is? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I guess the best way to do this is to explain what a deer is first. So, <laughs> a deer is a beautiful. It's like a dog, but imagine a beautiful dog with a long neck and long limbs. 
and a beautiful fluffy little tail <laughs> that wants nothing to do with you and it gracefully hops through the woods uh, and if it sees you if it smells you it'll just and it'll just silently flitter away and you say that was magical and that's how people react so today's story takes place in Appalachia and if you talk to people in Appalachia they say deer are giant a-holes who go flying <laughs> through your windshield and spear you into your seat and cause you all kinds of grief ruin your weekend you gotta get a new whatever shoulder plate breastbone windshield and they're not wrong they're oh, apparently not in Appalachia, there are so many cryptids to choose from, and the not deer is probably the weirdest. And the, the reason I say that, Hunter's going to give us the flavor, but the not deer, unlike every other cryptid that you can think of, um, a cryptid is like a one-off, mm -hmm. you know, like every big, big feet, but basically it's Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. But not deer are more of a phenomenon. There isn't just this one not deer running around. It's, it's these are not deer, plural. And oh. people... They, they report seeing them when they're driving through the mountains, mostly in Virginia. They always say that they see them while they're driving really early in the morning or late at night, which I've never driven through the mountains at night. Seems kind of a waste. Um, <laughs> but, but what happens to people, and I'm going to hand it over in a second, but what happens to people is they're driving in their car, they're driving in their truck, and then this this beautiful creature, just like that, that the really tall dog that we were talking about, just leaps out into the road. And you say, oh, what is that? I, can't, I cannot run that over. I'm going to stop my car and watch. Except this thing, uh, it doesn't move. It just it just sits there and it just stares at you. Hunter, yeah. give it some flavor. <laughs> Hunter, take it away. The not deers is, um, yeah, so what you were saying, imagine, you know, you'd stop in the road and they'd be like a deer in the headlights, but you couldn't scare them away. You know, you'd honk, you'd, maybe even if you were off of an a-hole you'd throw something at him but nothing would happen and you know the, the closer you'd look the more you'd start to realize things aren't as they seem with any other animal maybe they have a third eye or backwards mm. or a longer neck Ew. or maybe even subtle differences like a canine like mouth or mm. eyes that seem a little too human or mm. like just any amount of differences and they all come looking different so that's and that's the thing so and this is the weird thing actually and this is the thing i keep thinking about when i think of the not deer in appalachia so you spend any time on the internet and you go to people who live there and they'll say the hell are you talking about this is mothman territory what's a not deer yeah <laughs> so the th so they literally just kind of named it like if 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 you saw your mom but your mom was a monster and you said ah not mom Right? It was that kind of <laughs> yeah, like, like imagine you know you go to visit your mom, you see her, and you notice that she has like one her, of her arm uh, bends the wrong way. Yeah, or, oh, uh, or maybe nope. it's even something subtle, like one of her eyes are just a little lazy. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Like, the, Pennywise, the Pennywise style, or maybe a third eye blinks open, or a fourth eye. Then this is a thing. There's no two sightings that are identical. And what's up with the knot deer is like the dress. Uh, the difference is they're either you know subtle and or they're insanely drastic. You know, obviously they're not gonna. But you know, you never hear ones that are like too drastic. So it's not like it started growing tentacles and no. flying away. No, but it's always like the most drastic would be if it had like backwards limbs or a third eye and a short body, really long neck. Yeah, like it's uh, a funny thing is deer, and this is actually a kind of a weird truth about most animals. So if you see an animal and it has the eyes kind of on the sides of its head, you know that it's it's just an animal. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But see an animal with eyes kind of like ours, where they're both on the front facing mm -hmm. forward, that's, that's a hunter. That's a predator, yep. Yeah, and so everything else is kind of prey. And so not deer, what they say is, you know, you see this deer, except the eyes, yeah, you know, they're, they're in the front. Yeah. Uh, around and they, they'll roll back. And, and sometimes their their mouths, they have like longer canine-like mouths, like wolves or dogs. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes people have, I mean, people will have really weird reports of these things, but people will say, oh, I saw this deer in the road and I was, uh, I was just kind of amused. And then it stood up on its hind legs and it's four legs just started spinning around at the shoulder you know like something <laughs> impossible that shouldn't happen and 
you know, and it just sit there with its mouth open. And every and every story ends the same way, exactly the same way. Some variation on hitting the gas pedal as hard as you can, driving for at least another 10 minutes, stopping and then either laughing or crying or talking about it. But it's the same thing. Everyone just sees it. Mm-hmm. They they start. I think they start to. I think they start to empty their bowels. <laughs> When they're done ruining their underwear, they just ease off the gas a bit. They say, okay, no one's ever going to believe us, so let's hop on Reddit. Yep. Where the last time I checked, there were, where's my note? I made a note of this because I thought it was incredible. 34, 34.8 million uh, views of the hashtag, not deer. Jeez. What? Right? That's I don't know crazy. what Nessie is, but not deer is really just, it's cashing in. It's interesting. It's probably one of my favorites currently. I made a list of all the weird things it does. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yes. Yes. Right. So, things that make them different than our deer. Deer, okay, well, we already talked about how the side-eyed, uh, how they're not prey. Talked about the uh, the elongated mouths like dogs or coyotes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they're said to have hands or claws instead of proper hooves, Ooh. which is kind of weird. Ew, hands? No. <laughs> no. That's freaking nightmare material. <laughs> Oh, I saw the cup piece once. It's just a little off topic. It was this deer, but its horns were made of hands coming together. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the branches were fingers. You just remind me of something. So, do do any of you know um, Bill Bryson, the writer? I don't think so. I don't know. know. So, Bill Bryson is this writer. He's American English, and he wrote a book about the Appalachian Trail years ago. He hiked it when he was younger. And when he was talking about moose, he talked about deer, you know, the way that I described deer, like, oh, it's this magical uh, encounter that you have, not mm-hmm. much more. He described moose as um, cows drawn by children. <laughs> and that's pretty it's accurate. Funny to bring that up because with the not deer, it's described. One of the stories describe it as being like a deer, but drawn by somebody poorly drawn by somebody who just couldn't remember what a deer looked like. Yeah, trying to do the top of their head. Try to do somebody. Yeah. Somebody who did too many drugs in high school. That's what that yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in the parking lot before they left. <laughs> so, the, so the other things that they do that are also kind of gross are clicking noises, Mm-mm. which is probably from the, the claws or whatever. Anywho, and yeah. uncomfortable. What is described as uncomfortable jerking motions. So <gasps> the way people they'll start their story with, oh, and this graceful deer with an unusually long neck, or you know, a hand instead of a foot uh, was standing in front of me in the road and then it just started I'm trying to think like the grudge or the ring you know that you know that yes uh, the the, like the like jerking type thing where it just kind of like yeah yeah. where it's filmed in slow motion it's all crazy well apparently they do that too nope I heard with the oh one story it was one so it's pressing on a motorcycle and so they see it and it looks more like a cow than anything you know it doesn't have proper horns uh, and so the thing with it is it, it stands on its hind legs and its head starts like twitching, like stop motion rapidly. Really like, you know, amateur stop motion. It starts moving its head and then it jumps off a cliff, but it doesn't fall. It, it jumps rises, off a cliff. <laughs> it rises its head back up and just stares at the man <laughs> oh on his motorcycle. And then it's currently just, covered in urine. Yeah. <laughs> and he just only leaves. Yep. Nope. See, that's the thing. Yeah, okay. Throttle down. Ten minutes later. I guess I can set the tongue down. I'm going to tell you something about this, though, that makes it especially creepy. So there are enough people on the internet who will say, what a load of crap. And there are also people who say, no, hell yes, I've seen this and it's nuts. The thing that makes it actually believable is that there is science to explain what the hell is happening here. Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) Science. (laughs) So have you ever heard of chronic wasting disease? Yes, I have heard of it. Deer can have chronic wasting. Oh yes, they can. And it's very similar to mad cow disease. And I look, and you know what? The funny thing is, I actually looked up mad cow cryptids because I was thinking, God, I remember when mad cow disease was uh, was in all the headlines, and yep. it's mm-hmm. like they're feeding cows their own brains or whatever, and it's making them <laughs> nuts. And, yeah. and then people were and they were getting encephalitis, and and it's like uh, that sounds there's there's a cryptid in here somewhere. Nope. So America <laughs> said, no, we're not, we're not going to settle with that. So deer, and I wrote down the, I wrote this down because I thought it was important. 
First signs, and this is if a deer contracts this disease. The first signs are difficulties in movement. Behavioral changes also occur in the majority of cases, including decreased interactions with other animals, listlessness, lowering of the head, tremors, repetitive walking and set patterns, and nervousness. Excessive salivation and grinding of the teeth are also observed. Loss of fear of humans and appearance of confusion are also common. These are all the things that the knockbeer does. The clicking noises I hear come from their mouths. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, from the grinding. You try doing a podcast for 10 seconds and you realize you I kind of talk like this. I want to know what a confused deer looks like. How do you recognize a deer that's like, where am I? What's going on? Who am I? It just has its head tilted slightly to the side. That's how you know it's confused. <laughs> no, 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 no. It tackles you like Johnny the Tackle and yes, Alzheimer's yes. patient. <laughs> <laughs> They say that there are zero reported cases of one of these not deer actually attacking a person. Um, but I kind of feel that's because everybody just drives away real fast. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but regular deer, I mean, a regular deer can get kind of aggressive. So I yes, they're mean. The mm-hmm. brain were being broken from the core or the stem. I don't know, I'd be pretty pissy too. <laughs> I just... The idea of the one that like jumped off the cliff and then poked its head back up. For some reason, I think that is like the creepiest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Mainly because you would you be you be think you'd be so confused <laughs> by the fact that it like jumped off the cliff, and then you were probably getting ready to flee, understandably being after being freaked out by this thing, only to glance over and it's staring at you. Like, like hey, you still there? Did you see what I just did? <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, right? Yeah. Other snack. <laughs> You know, it's stretching further somehow, or it's hanging on to the cliff. It's moving all of its organs and skeleton into its butt so it can use that as as you do. Yeah, just sort of jumped off the cliff. It walks, you know, jerkingly walks away and then just fall off the cliff, but it didn't actually fall off because clearly its head was there. See, and that's, that's another thing about the disease itself is that it does cause them to, uh, they'll hang around with other animals, but apparently, and this is a weird thing, other deer don't really take notice of a deer who has this. Mm. They don't, this maybe they are jerks, maybe they just don't care, but they, they'll they be in a pack, and so if you see a lovely pack of deer on the road, and mm-hmm. they're all, you know, and, and your heart is swelling and the music is rising, and, and then the one in the middle stands up and starts <laughs> like, pinwheeling its paws or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> You know, maybe his jaw kind of flaps and Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yeah, damn right. (laughs) (laughs) And the other ones are just like, I have no idea what's happening. Why is Carl doing that? And then they all look confused. It's always Carl. It's It's always always Carl. Carl. (laughs) God damn it, Carl. (laughs) Pull yourself together, Carl. You ruined our majestic Disney moment. You're ruining our reputation. We're supposed to be beautiful creatures. <laughs> He's just like drooling excessively. <laughs> it would be amazing. You know what? Science would really benefit if somebody actually did. And I'm, I'm not going to say somebody should hit a deer with their car. But if somebody <laughs> hit a deer with their car, that would be invaluable. Because if it's dead, but it's still blinking as an example. Or i don't know um let me think uh its legs start like moving like you know it's like a thing yeah yeah it does a thing sort of like movement where you know you'd hit it and maybe you hit it where you broke its neck or you think you would have broke its neck and it's like oh shoot i uh broke this thing's neck it's absolutely gotta be dead by now but its legs it like stands back up maybe it maybe it walks away its abdomen rips open and a tinier version of itself (laughs) is trying to go (laughs) it's a not not here Well, because I thought you were going to say, like, the reason people see all these weird things with the deer is because they're basically their minds are playing tricks on them because they only see it, like, either very early in the morning or very late at night. You know, how sometimes, like, your eyes can play tricks on you as far as, you know, you'll see a shadow and think it's like a person and it's actually just like a tree or something, you know, like where you start kind of seeing weird things aren't really there. So. And that's that's the way I choose to think about it. So I choose to think about it because the <laughs> less altruistic side of me is like, 
what's the meth situation? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the thing. It's always drugs, and I will die on this hill. (laughs) Well, either drugs or gas leaks. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, and it's it's Appalachia, so I mean. Appalachia. Appalachia. I got yelled at last time. I'm sorry, Appalachia. (laughs) Trying to think of the... um, any of the cryptids I've come up with. Can you remember them? Any of them? I can't think of any of them. Well, they're all horrifying. He was actually drawing not here before we uh, before we came on. He's quite the artist. Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. Would you be willing to share some with us? Yes. Um, I could get my tablet right now. Uh, just email some stuff after. Yeah, oh, okay. email yes. it after. Yeah. Because there's nothing quite as exciting in a podcast as waiting for people to find things to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the best part of podcasting. Picture this. The waiting. <laughs> hey, we made a game. Oh, yeah? Ooh, okay. Yeah, we were worried you guys would get bored by our story, so we made a game. It's very simple. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell you all of the different cryptids that have been currently identified in the area of Appalachia, and you have to guess the one that's actually just made up. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Mothman. Oh, he's real. He's real. The Appalachian Chupacabra. I feel like that's real. I would have to agree. I don't know. Okay, we'll come back to that then. You ever heard of White Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds really, really weird. White Bigfoot. I was, telling, actually, I was telling Hunter not that long ago that I went out for Halloween one year as White Blackula. <laughs> oh my god. Why White Blackula? My Blackula is so much better than Dracula, but, you know. So yeah, you got yourself that some White That is such difference. a JD move right there. How about the Stone Man? Why do I feel like that's still real? I'm just going to feel like they're all real. I'll be honest. I'm going to rhyme them off, and then you're going to tell me which one each of you think is the fake. Okay. The Flatwoods Monster. That's real. I know that one. Yeah. Nice. Bat Boy? Oh, Bat Boy. He's in, like, all the papers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I read Bat Boy. All right, I'm screwing up the game here. But I read Bat Boy, and I'm immediately... Isn't he the one who was, uh, like, on The Inquirer, and last I saw him was something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Been on there. So that's where he's from. Whoa. Oh, yeah, you can like picture his face. He's just like, yeah, this is a kid who's allergic to sunlight, and he lives in the woods. And, Aww, you know, poor kid, trying to learn to drive. Trying to learn to drive. <laughs> Need another bat. <laughs> it's hard to use echolocation when it's not something that you can like use yourself. It's hard to meet people. Yeah, like if you were at school yeah. and some really pretty dolphin came up to you and was just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got three more. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just keep picturing that face. I'm sorry, this isn't gonna work out. If this was a video podcast, we would have a fun dropping that says three hours later, yeah. and they're just starting to. Oh. Yeah, I think. Is it there a skit? A, a, a short in Spongebob where they're trying to talk to each other and they're basically doing that yeah. Yeah. yeah how about the Snallygaster I've heard of that one okay. the Spearfinger <laughs> <laughs> sounds the like spear one finger. that uh, Vlad the Impaler would enjoy it sounds like Spirit Fingers I'm fine <laughs> see all I was thinking was they hang out with Salad Fingers I was thinking <laughs> Salad Fingers too <laughs> <laughs> so a deer comes out of the woods in front of your car as it does and you throw fingers and spear fingers and jazz hands <laughs> beware jazz hands oh my god I would pay to see a deer do jazz hands <laughs> the hot deer's just standing there that also is just like jazz hands <laughs> alright last one last one I can't the slap happy the slap happy that's me. It's real. <laughs> Emily. I don't know. <laughs> when did you move, Emily? <laughs> At 
Why didn't you tell us? I was going to send you a Christmas present. It's going to go the wrong place. <laughs> I'm dizzy from laughing too hard at that freaking dolphin joke. <laughs> a good problem to have. I don't think the last one's real. Holy crap. That's pretty good. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I literally just made that one up because all I could picture was, uh, you guys know Gravity Falls? Yes, I love that show. So the uh, the prospector with a band-aid on his beard? Oh, yeah. MacGuffins? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's a slap happy. <laughs> MacGuffin? I imagine, like, some kind of cryptid, and I couldn't think of the rest of the features, but the most part, it would just have, like, those big soccer hands, you know, the ones that you oh, wear. Like the yeah, foam like, fingers, yeah. Or, like, one of those plastic little toys that you have the two hands in it. Classic. Yeah. See, when I hear, when I think slap happy, I, a, I think of him, but B, I think of like maybe, uh, it sounds, it sounds like a Cajun alligator dish or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's something really, really local to nowhere that's local to me right now. It's so hot that you, like, it's just, it makes your mouth make that slappy noise, like that noise. Cause oh, you, Cause it's the so podcasting hot. noise. Yep. Everyone's favorite podcasting noise. And there you have the story of the Not Deer. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Except for if they turned into hands. Like, I didn't like the hand part. That's gross. You liked that better? You didn't like that more than the standing up and, and you know, the, the extra eyes moving around on its face? Reminds me of... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, this art piece I saw, um, and it was Humanoid Owl. Ooh. Or owl with human uh, eyes, or no, an owl with a human mouth and hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it's just an owl with a human face and hands for wings. Like, the, the, imagine the feathers, but each feather was a finger and oh. it could be just a hand palm. Okay, so I'm a hand palm. When, when, so owl. Oh, I guess it's just called a palm. <laughs> <laughs> They sent me home from medical school when uh, <laughs> Hunter loves owls. And when he was very little, I took him to the zoo and I had an owl there. And it was beautiful. this tiny little circular, adorable little owl. And it was sitting on a perch and he was trying to, to see over the little wall. Like, oh, look, he's so beautiful. And what he couldn't see was that the owl was sitting there and it had half a mouse in one hand and the other half of the mouse in the other <laughs> hand. He was like, I'm very busy, you guys. Interrupted my meal. No, my back hurts. Sorry. <laughs> With the the humanoid owl thing you just mentioned, I got to go back to it because okay, so it's got the overall body of an owl. I'm picturing if it were to stand up, because you know how owls' legs are like hidden; they're very long legs. But it would have very skinny man legs, and it would have like very knobby knees and giant feet. That's how I picture yeah, small it. Small shorts. I just had a thought. Uh, okay, so it's an owl, but you, you know they have the long legs. Now imagine an owl, but their bodies are just sheets. So you remove it, and it would just be two long legs connected to eyes. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> So if a mouse goes in its mouth, it just kind of slides out the back, and then that, yeah, oh, oh. No, I just kind of watch it go. <laughs> Maybe it's like a Furby. Oh god, Furbies are terrifying. Oh, Furbies <laughs> are the worst. You just gave me another idea. I always get so many good ideas when I guess on spots. So <laughs> we haven't been camping in a long time, and before the last time we went camping, we said. All right, so that when we come back, we're going to buy one of those insane fla- like million candle watt flashlights. Mm-hmm. We're going to hang it up into a tree and then just lower it slowly. In the middle of the night, we're going to turn it on, lower it slowly, and we're just going to play loud UFO music. Uh, <laughs> so light and there's noise going to rip through the trees. But now I'm thinking of Furby. Oh, <laughs> Run through the woods as fast as you can holding a Furby out right <laughs> I'm never going into the woods again. <laughs> I was going to say something a little unrelated, but sort of related because it's horror. It was, I told you about this two sentence horror stories. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one that I really liked. It was, um, I had a brilliant. It was 
oh, it's been a year since I last saw my mother, and she warned me that if I disobey again, I'll lose my hearing too. <gasps> oh. 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 <laughs> so proud. And so the uh, oh, I was gonna say the artist uh, who made that picture of the humanoid owl is uh, he's a really you know he's a well-known cryptid artist. His name is Trevor Henderson. Mm-hmm. And so I've you know been following his stuff for a long time, and I really enjoy his work. He seems to love cryptids just as much as I do, or even more. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just been alive longer. Yeah. On a long enough timeline, <laughs> we'll outlast everyone. <laughs> All right. Is there, is there anything else we should know about the not deer before I, like, am unable to breathe anymore from laughing so hard? My asthma. It's got the greatest name in the entire cryptic community. Yeah, not deer. I, yes. Yeah. It could, like, have been, it could have been, like, the the, the deer shubadidoop or... Something right? like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of owls and consonants. Like the Schwabelgonker. Yeah, or you know, like that. Schwabelgonker. Schwabelgonker. <laughs> you need to make that one now, please. <laughs> Take as long to draw as to figure out how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to thank Brad and Hunter for joining us today and being our guest chefs. Could you please let all of our guests know where they can find you and the show if they're interested in hearing more from Doomsday? Well, if that does occur to you, if you're still listening, uh, you can find us <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook as Doomsday Pod. Or you can, I mean, Jesus, you can just find us anywhere that podcasts are found. But if you're specifically searching us out, my recommendation is to simply look up History's Most Dangerous Podcast. Yeah. You'll find it that way every uh, time. You look up Doomsday. Yeah, that's an afternoon. So, <laughs> yep, I always do the histories. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. I tell my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. I would, but I don't have any. That's uh- <laughs> <laughs> sad. <laughs> She's in a crypt of one. <laughs> I'm 1,500 years old. They're all dead. Okay. <laughs> Can you make a, a version of Ashley like living in an attic or whatever, and this is the cryptid just like slumping down the Mountain Dew and yeah. not having any friends? <laughs> I was going to mention one more cryptid. Uh, not going to get too deep into it, but it is. Um, it doesn't come from a specific place. It's the Black Stickman, and it's like imagine a. It's kind of a goofy concept, but like imagine you know how you can draw a stick figure, you know, the circle head, mm-hmm. little bodies, or. Yeah, just imagine that, but it's walking, and it's alive. It's still 2D, but I guess that's what makes it freaky, because it's so flat in real life. Nothing alive should be that flat. I think I would just run up and slap it. I don't yeah, think I'd <laughs> no, get some water. Oh, that's good. A glass of water. <laughs> so, oh, no, blowing it. Oh, an eraser. Yeah, an eraser. <laughs> just always carry an eraser with you. <laughs> One gallon can of paint. <laughs> <laughs> giant whiteout pen <laughs> a pair of scissors <laughs> <laughs> how are you gonna walk now <laughs> just stick it in a shredder it's faster <laughs> scissors are so slow <laughs> imagine his terrible little face just so sad what would you have it'd either just be a circle or just a black <laughs> that's perfect did I ever tell you guys my theory about uh, empathy no, no. <laughs> so we, we empathize. I don't remember where I had heard this, but the idea is that we empathize with things because they're adorable. And it's the reason that kids get to live long enough to become adults is because we don't strangle or drown them because they're, they're, they're just adorable. Fish, on the other hand, you pull a fish out of a river and it will give you the same expression whether you're beating it over the head with a stick, <laughs> you know, or petting it because it doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> You don't know what it's thinking. So the black <laughs> stick man, same thing. It's just like, well, seems like he likes it to me. Into the shredder we go. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, you probably do that face first, actually. And then you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to watch its bland little face not caring as it dies. <laughs> it just flails its arms like this. Like, that's how you know it's upset. No. It's, it, it, no, this is his head. You know, you pour a glass of water on it. well i think it's about time to close up the restaurant for the night 
Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of not pizza? Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, $7 Cryptid Hunter, and $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAppPizzaPod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at PineAppAppPizzaPod at gmail.com. Remember, there's the two P's in app. Otherwise, you're emailing someone else, and I don't want to be held responsible for that. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.